This week on Amazingly Terrible, we're watching Glow Friends, episode number 15, Caverns of Mystery. The moon drops must flow. <laughs> <laughs> listening to amazingly terrible Psst. hey kid want to try some podcast the first hit is free there's more in the van you added that last bit yeah, i did what the hell man <laughs> nobody fucking gives away free drugs that was the biggest lie of our childhood that there's some guy oh, in a van giving away fucking free like drugs. I guess I guess we know who wasn't cool, right, guys? I know, man. I didn't give me <laughs> yep. fucking drugs. All I wanted yeah. all I wanted was a steady stream of acid. And what did I get? Social isolation. What do you guys think is the worst cartoon we've seen? Can I pick a future episode as our worst episode? Or we're, oh. wait, we're, we're talking about the the worst thing that that we've watched so far, right? Not yeah, the for the show. In the show, I would ah, say the Ghostbusters. This is a tough one. It's the Ghostbusters. It's... No, it's not the real Ghostbusters, but the Ghostbusters. I'll, I'll really? let you guys run with that because seriously, guys, what was the bad cell animation episode? <laughs> Matt, I, I know you know this one. I watched it. a lot of them. I know, but which was the worst? I mean, Wild, Wildcats <laughs> was the one that you kept on going on about the animation because that was the one that had Billards and uh, Wildcats. Like I just, in the final fight scene, no, was just like somebody like. No, I, I hated the fact that there weren't any cats in there. It, there had nothing to do with cats. <laughs> That was the, that was the thing that pissed me off. You guys can make fun of me. He likes samurai you guys can make cats. fun of me all day long, but the fact that there weren't cats in Wildcats, I that's that was my thing. Here's the thing, though, Mike. You you were not you haven't been here for every single episode. Oh yeah, you don't know. Oh, rub it in. I think I think oh. I think all of all of us. Matt is the only one that has actually done every single episode. He's been the only one. Oh, that's I don't think watched. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> David, <laughs> clear it is through. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, Subtle. David. Yeah, David and Matt. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to get away once. It's true. And we wouldn't let you. Well, we weren't you're, competent enough to do. You were it. like, you were like, I'm going to Florida, and we were like, No, no, you can't. You're taking us with you, David. Don't leave us. I'm gonna say maybe Saturday Supercade. Oh, that was pretty mm. bad. See, I thought you would have chosen a Widget the World Watcher. That one was that one was bad, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't poorly constructed. It was just shitty. That or maybe Spider Man Unlimited is the other one that I would nominate. I would like for our two viewers to write in and vote on their least favorite episode. What's that email address, David? That would be monotonously terrific at amazinglyterrible.com. The <laughs> emptiest inbox on the internet. <laughs> I would have to actually go with uh, Muppet Babies. Because mm. though I think we had a good time recording it, the type of episode that it was, it related to uh, Paul Rubens as well, so we were able to get some of like, the Paul Rubens jokes in there. It, <laughs> it's like it low-hanging was... fruit right there. It, it is, it is, it is. Yeah, it, uh, he was Ruben Amount. <laughs> God damn it, you almost made me spit. The fact is... The design of that show and the setup for it was so fucking banal. It was soul numbing because I remember it being good when I was a kid and then watching it now as an adult. It was just like, this is hot garbage pretending to be other hot garbage. This is not, <laughs> this is not, nothing good is coming from this. So that's the tagline of this show is that we're realizing more and more that our 
childhood was garbage. It takes a lot of hot garbage to make this hot garbage. The other thing that played into it too, just just to finish that thought though, the only th- the other thing that played into it was that in Muppet Babies, it was such a bad record, like it was such a bad uh, transfer yeah. to streaming that it just it, there was no redemption from it whatsoever. So, I think we did we I think we voted it off because we didn't want to subject ourselves to like the audio visual nightmare of the bad tracking and sound. I, I, I don't yeah. want to go out on a limb here, but I want to blame the cartoons of the 80s and 90s for our growing up like seriously my wife just showed me a picture of high schoolers in the 80s and with the, the, they had mullets and and like it, it just look up like um pictures of uh high schoolers in the 80s and they have like the mullets and the porn stashes and the beards and everything and they look like they're 30 years old. And then you look at pictures of kids in the 90s, and we all look like fucking children. Absolute children. And then it's because you, we weren't smoking. And, yeah. Uh, and lead. Yeah, there was no leaded gasoline. There's I mean, no lead. Yeah. But, but then you look at kids from the 2000s, and they're all in makeup, and they all look once again like they're 30. Like, in the 90s, like uh, us growing up, like born in the eighties, growing up in the nineties, we were so fucking insulated. We didn't have, like, we had the Gulf War, but honestly, that was the fuckest, the quickest fucking war in existence. We rolled in and bulldozed over fucking yeah. Saddam Hussein. That's the reason why we had yeah. to go back. We had to go back. Of course, we yeah. had to go back. I know we had to go back, but in our childhood, we fucking bulldozed over Saddam, like. Like, he was a fucking squishy. Like, the 90s for us, we were so happy. How the fuck did we get here? Oh, I don't know. I don't I'm ranting. I'm ranting. I've got stop two me points I want to make. Stop. Okay, stop me. Go ahead. The worst cartoon I remember watching on this podcast, Spider-Man Unlimited was fucking terrible. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Pretty or Sectoirs. That show was really? trash. Really? You oh, that's like right. Sectors? You hated Sectars. I fucking hated that wow. show. It was garbage. I don't know. I think looking back, you may want to revise that point of view. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's saying that all menacing, like cracking his knuckles. <laughs> it, it's a nice point of view you got there. It'd be a shame if someone was to point out how inaccurate it is. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think that was before we went to, is it amazing, is it terrible, or is it amazingly terrible? I think that was still when we were just like, love it. Oh, yeah, it was early. Yeah. And I think the the breakdown of amazing or terrible or amazingly terrible is a little bit more accurate to some of these ones who were like, whoo, we just watched a fucking train wreck, and that was awesome, you know? Whereas other ones, we just watched and were like, nuke it from orbit, just burn the bitch with fire. Man, yeah. you you were saying Captain Into the Game Master might be one of the worst it's as well. It's up and there. I, I think you are right. God, I, just because guys, I like that one because it it <laughs> has the Nintendo Blaster. You just liked the princess. Yeah, well, it, redhead. It did have the Nintendo Blaster, but it was also like them sort of just sort of forcing Lego pieces that didn't fit together. They, they were, they were, no, they were like forcing yeah, Nintendo yeah, to, like, pieces. Force it all into place. They were, they were yeah. forcing Nintendo cartridges that didn't fit in, and then trying to yeah. blow yeah. too hard, 
and then they got spit into the like the little pieces of the Nintendo cartridge, and then you had to dry it out, and it didn't work, and you had to like let it sit all night long. Where, exactly. where was I going with this? No, I liked it because I don't even remember the princess. If she was redhead, then then yeah, she was hot. But if not, then, <laughs> then I have no love for her. Oh Jesus! I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm gonna sing. Uh, don't you forget about me as a cue for David to put in a quote from Mike talking about the tight, tight sweat workout pants on the princess. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. you forget about, forget about me. me. I hated the music in the 80s. God. David, David. What? <laughs> What is that's it? a fucking I good had no song. idea you were so unhappy in our childhood. I, I hated it. Yeah. I hated. I, yeah, okay, I'm with I, you. I, okay, so seriously, my most fond moments of the '80s was Goonies, Michael Jackson, okay. Madonna, and Legend Ooh. of Zelda. Like that is literally all I remember of all of the '80s. <laughs> wow. And it was fun because childhood. Because you know what else I remember? Trees, grass, being outside. Not being tied toward devices. Uh, God, I sound like such an old fucking fart. But like yeah. we did, Jesus like, Christ, I know, dude. Jesus fucking Christ. I, I, know. I feel like next RPGcation, we're just gonna take your phone and chuck it in the river behind my chuck house. It. Like, you can I, get it in three days. I mean, I, once again, I, this just I, just just t- points us to the real purpose of this podcast: to either <laughs> intervene and get Mike therapy or be <laughs> Mike's therapy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, David. David, yes. what's your uh, what's your least favorite episode we've done so far? I, I think Widget is. is <laughs> oh you, wow! You managed, you managed to talk me into uh, not liking that show. Widget is definitely up there. What do you guys think has been the dark horse so far? Like, what is what has been the one that has been surprisingly good that we weren't expecting to be good? Rainbow Bright. Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah, I oh. think so. Man, I wasn't here for that one, but that doesn't surprise me with how popular she was in the eighties. Like Rainbow Bright was really effing popular. Well, I'd say My Little Pony was more popular, and it was—it's hard. It's totally <laughs> hot garbage. Yes. Oh God. For me, I think it was um, Gem of the Holograms. I was expecting to be much worse than it turned out to be, and it wasn't hmm. that great. But the the music in it was actually I rem- pretty good. I remember enjoying Gem of the Holograms when I was a little kid. Not that I could admit that, but yeah. I don't think I watched it, but structurally, I think it looked like it would be, might be good. So, yeah. I don't think it was that much of a dark horse. The other dark horse I thought was um, Plastic Man Adventures. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Plastic Man was just all right. <laughs> I just liked it when uh, when he was going to get iced down. Get himself firm <laughs> to, get, to get to get hard again. Yeah, that's my kind of dark horse. He's yeah. got a specific type of kink. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do you put the ice cube right on a horse? Balls. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Derek, did, were you were you saying you think Jim uh, of the holograms no, I, or? I liked I like Jim. I remember I remember agreeing with that one at the beginning. I'm kind of scrolling through my episode notes and stuff like that. There was a couple of them that I just remember being like, wow, that was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, you know. But one that I, I remember kind of panning, though, uh, He-Man Christmas was a friggin' train wreck. But it was like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was like a good train wreck, but it was a fucking train yeah. wreck. 
That's what happens when you, when you try to shoe in every single toy in the product line. Yeah. For the JCPenney so, Christmas catalog. I heard something else interesting about that point in the series. That was the point where they quit making He-Man cartoons, and they just switched over completely to She-Ra cartoons. Oh. So there was this perception that this, like, there was no more He-Man, and there was just She-Ra, and that's when they started losing boys' interest in the toy line, because they thought, you know, now it was for girls. Oh, Um, interesting. And they were still airing He-Mans, but they were reruns, and then, they like, fans realized there were just no more He-Man cartoons. Interesting. Uh, Mike, what do you think was your dark horse? What what cartoon did we watch that you thought was going to be bad but turned out to be good? Oh, um, oh, oh, fucking brain! Oh, it hurts. Uh, damn it! Oh, can, can I pass? <laughs> uh, let me think about this. I gotta go back. Hey, David, do we have a list of all of our episodes? Oh, wait, it's on Google Drive. Hold on. Wait, guys, fucking... Oh, wait, wait, come on, wait, wait. Seriously, give me, give me a second. Come on, wait, wait. Give me a second, give me a second. Um... Come on, wait, wait, should be the new name oh, of this podcast. Oh, I, I see Michael just showed up. There he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here I, I am. Come on, wait, give me, give me a second. Come on, guys. You can see your icon pop I know, up. I'm, like, jumping around. around. Fuck. <laughs> um, come on, um... Uh, I, 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 I'm sure he loved the mask. I'm sure that's okay. What, uh, so I was I was gonna say the mask, but that was our our lightning round, um, where I was in charge, uh, horribly so, uh, and I was like, hey guys, let's live stream this, and it was it was over in thirty minutes. But no, the the biggest problem that we had with the mask is like, we were watching it, so we were listening to the cartoon while we were trying to tell jokes, and we were just sort of talking over each other constantly because we couldn't yeah. hear a goddamn thing. I think it worked pretty well for my neurodivergent brain. <laughs> I thought it was great. I heard... I, ed- well, I, heard, I didn't have to edit it, so... Like, uh, so, <laughs> yeah, it was horrible for David, but for me, I heard every single audio stream independently. Like, unfortunately, that's how my fucking fucked up brain works, but, like, it wasn't chaotic for me at all, and I think that's more of a... more of a commentary on on adhd but like it made perfect sense for me and i, I could understand why therapy 90- comment yeah i know uh, hey okay there's nothing wrong with adhd you just have to treat it there's nothing wrong with therapy you just have to go to it mm-hmm. yeah so i still think wild cats is the worst episode because there were no cats in there uh but uh where where do we begin guys come on Land of the Lost, Splendid. I, oh, yes. Uh, okay. Splendid. See, this is the problem. I also Splendid. don't remember individual moments. So, Adam, I thought that... Adam, make a crazy quote from every. Yes, do, do another one. Do another one. Let, let me see if I suddenly like that one, too. Because your voice just kind of is melodically entranced. So, Mike, you just want to go with uh, Brave Star for, for, for when the red-headed judge showed up? Uh, I did go on a lot about that. Yeah, I I want to apologize to our listener um, for my behavior back in the beginning of our podcasts. I I think I treated these as an escape when I needed to face the inner demons inside. Mike, 
Mike, in all fairness, I think that uh, your attempts to face your inner demons uh, while producing this form of entertainment might be the reason why we have one listener right now. As yeah. in, that's what kept her around. Maybe she was like, I need to see where this is going. So speaking of inner demons, today's episode <laughs> is about glowing worms. Glowing uh, worms. Indeed. All right, David, what's our next segment? now it's time to start the show the glow friends originally aired in 1986 as a segment of my little pony and friends produced by sunbow productions and marvel productions in collaboration with toei animation it consists of 26 segments and it is the secondary series to the rotation and it alternates with Moon Dreamers and Potato Head Kids on My Little Pony and Friends. Uh, it was also rebroadcast in 1989 to 1995 as a solo uh, bit. This television series actually was preceded by the toy line. So this is one of those weird instances where the toy line popped up first. Yeah, so I have, I have some background on that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I was just yeah, going to say, I, I remember it because I think either me or my sister actually had the glow worm. Like the glow-in-the-dark plush toy. That was part of my story. I was going to talk about that. I knew a guy who actually had a glow one. <laughs> well, I had one, too, as a kid. But I had the one that was... It was fa- uh, it was like a fabric exterior, and then the head yeah. was, was like silicone plastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. that toy came out in 1981, and it was just glowworm. Uh, it was glow worm, uh, yeah. sold as a nightlight, so when you squeezed it, his head glowed. That preceded the whole toy line, and it was a huge success. So by the time 1986 came around, they'd done the same thing they did with My Little Pony. They made a bunch of glowing, tiny-size worm and bug characters to make them into collectibles, just like My Little Pony. Weren't the toys that were released in, in response to essentially Glow and Friends, they were like smaller... Yeah, little things, yeah. right? They they weren't like the the OG glowworm, which was, I mean, that thing like was a, probably a about plush. eight to ten inches long. I mean, it was it was a fairly yeah. big sized toy. It was like the size of a Cabbage Patch Kid, maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. The the, the toys they released afterwards were much smaller. They looked like they were a little bit more. In yeah, they were all, like yeah, they were all yeah, they were all hard plastic. And they were all gotcha. hard plastic. Yeah. But they yeah. they still glowed in the dark. Did you find out if they were like filled with depleted uranium or something? Or plutonium, like what was it that caused them to glow? I did find out that that not those toys, but the glowworm itself lost popularity in the 2000s because they used thylate, thylates to soften the plastic, and that was the stuff oh. that they were saying was leaching estrogen into mm-hmm. into our bodies. Yeah. And so uh, there was a lot of pushback, and that led to yeah. the toy yeah. no longer being the, used. The glowworm is not produced anymore. Yep, it was a chemi- chemical chemical compound to make the plastic. I mean, the plastic, from what I remember as a, as a kid, and then it, that thing was around through all my siblings too. And, and my youngest brother oh, yeah. was born when I was in high school. I just want to talk about how this, the the head smelled weird to me. Like it smelled like. I will actually back up what Mike is saying. It smelled it had a very distinct smell. Plastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I I didn't remember that. It was. It was. It wasn't even like a normal this. plastic like you smell nowadays. It was like the kind of plastic that you felt like give, that would give you cancer back then. Like, yeah, well, it was. I mean, it literally it was, was giving yeah. you cancer. Raw. It was. It was probably the, one of those uh, PFAS, like the, the the permanent plastics that 
get into your brain and no, I mean, it, but, but I will, again, I will back up what you said, Mike. I remember that thing having a very distinct, it wasn't unpleasant of a smell, no, but it was a distinct smell. It was like very plastic. Mm. Yeah, it was just like petrochemical. Like It was, it was, it was different. Mm. It was just very, very different is what it was. Yeah. yeah. You're like, this can't be good for me. <laughs> let me, let me but snuggle remember, up with it in bed. I remember as a kid loving it, though. I thought it was cool. You could hug him, and then it would glow. He would glow. Yeah, it, it, like yeah, you'd no. you'd hide under your bed, like under your bed. Yeah. Yeah. Again, therapy. Well, the the, the I, other I meant, thing I meant, that I, I remember sheets, like, like, about it. Go ahead. And I don't remember a hundred percent if this was true or not, but I seem to remember it using like C cell batteries. You know, shit that you don't oh, normally see now yeah. in 2022. Like, they were like the big, heavy, <laughs> big ass motherfucking batteries. Because so it's the... so it's like a, a kid like picks up the glow worm and like hugs it, and you like hear like the low Buzzing. hum of a motor yeah. kicking in. Gosh, <laughs> well, it definitely like... like the the batteries went in. It had a Velcro slit on the back. Yeah, and you open that up, and then the batteries Velcro clicked slits. into this plastic bit. So I also remember as a kid, like getting up to hug him because you, you know, that's your like plush toy, and you mm-hmm. go to hug, and then <laughs> your arms eventually hit a plastic lever, and it's like thunk, <laughs> and yeah. it glows. That's a lot like Teddy Ruxpin. Oh God, I yeah, wanted he played no, Teddy. Teddy Ruxpin. No, Teddy Ruxpin had like a little ripcord, right? With a diesel no, engine. no, no. It was a you just like put your foot on him and like Okay, so here, here's the thing, like. I wanted a Teddy Ruxpin so bad because he talked and you put the little cassettes in and my parents gave me an AG bear. An <laughs> your, AG parents, bear. your parents were the king of the knockoff. The knockoff. Wow. So I got what an, the AG, hell is an AG, AG bear. bear is when you squeezed it and you talked and you said, I love you, AG bear. It goes, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> so it, they were, said, it, it was it said whatever they were the teddy ruxpins they were the teddy ruxpins that were basically dying it was the teddy ruxpin <laughs> of knockoffs where it would repeat whatever you said in some kind of like like horrible um microphone Lo-fi. thing where it's like Lo-fi, yeah. where you talk into your microphone and it's like murmur <laughs> so it it heard you and it did the tempo and inflection but at the same time it was some kind of digital vomit was it digital i'm pretty sure it was probably analog okay analog digital (laughs) it was it was 80s vomit yeah, my parents were the king of knockoffs, but they loved me, and they wanted well, to give me in, in all like, fairness, Mike, nice things. When I when I went to my parents and said I want a Teddy Ruxpin, they were like, no. Yeah, <laughs> I guess they were expensive. I just, hard no. They just said hard no. No. <laughs> yeah, so my parents gave me like, an AGM. Here's my here's my question for you because you're the target audience for this. How much money could we make if we went on eBay, bought up all of the glowworms, and retrofitted them with flashlights? <laughs> Zero. How much would you pay for? Wow. I, I was, <laughs> fucking question. Oh, I did not know we'd yo, be addressing uh, tonight. I, Jesus. The shock factor alone. Um. I would. Uh, but hold on, Matt. I have to ask a very business-related question. Sure. Are we going to get rid of the synthesized soft plastic head of the OG glowworm and replace it with like? 
adult toy grade medical silicone. Mm. No, I think we play up the danger aspect. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We're just going straight off the fucking rails tonight. The Glow Friends are a community of small, glow-in-the-dark bugs that live yeah. in Glowland, a magical kingdom located in the middle of a forest. Their homes are built near the Glow Pond, where the Glow Friends harvest a substance known as MDMA. I'm sorry, <laughs> I mean, it really is MDMA. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, and, and, and this substance enables their ability to glow in the dark. So, so <laughs> not to, <laughs> right? oh, this not the one to jump a that, little that bit. That one worm in the Adam. forest. You guys remember when I ate that one worm but, in the forest? Jesus what God. the fuck no. is he talking about? What are you no, talking about? No, I'm just kidding. I just, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, MDMA. Uh, Adam, you're too much. Go on. So, fellow... <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Wasn't even that good of a joke. Uh, 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 what were you saying, Derek? Not all right, so actual, too much. actual observation here from people who remember the Glowworm toy. So Glowworm is in Derek, this episode in the opening. Derek takes himself so seriously. Hold on, wait, yeah. wait. Derek... But I'm he's wearing a purple... Went... He's wearing a purple shirt and a purple nightcap, and I seem to remember him wearing green. This was said. This is pointed out in in on Wikipedia that there was a controversy around this. Oh really? <laughs> the, the, the original toy, yeah. The original <laughs> yeah. toy was green, and in the show he wears a purple. That wow. is my literally my first note is why is glowworm different? Glowworm <laughs> 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 can't own more than one piece of clothing. No, fucking dude is green. The glow friends had a very peaceful existence that was constantly threatened by the. Mulligans, quote unquote, uh, led by a, a, a rather large mole-like creature called Starnose, who's in this episode. The Mulligans are a racial stereotype of gypsies Whoa. because they come from the kingdom of Moslavia. Whoa! Wow! And they were kicked out of Moslavia for various crimes, including unlawful digging, robbery, and cheating. And wow. since their banishment, the Mulligans have been living underground, plotting their revenge. And they're very short-sighted, and right now they endeavor constantly to kidnap the Glow Friends to use them as flashlights for their mining operation. Well, yeah. This was very it's... confusing to me, because I, I assumed at the beginning that like, they wanted to fucking eat them. I assumed the exact, exact same thing, like in the intro... Yeah, I was waiting for like one of them to get a hold of one of the glow friends, and then just cut to a scene of like all of their lips glowing from where they just <laughs> devoured the creature. But no, so. it's, no, it's a, the it's only a, the only animal in this capitalism. show. There's two. There's two animals. Capitalism is the enemy, not yeah. the mole. Well, there there was the point. Well, Moles are insectivores. You, Jeff the Bezos. fucking yeah. bugs go to their frog. And they're like, let's go yep. look for the caves. And I'm like, dude, if that was real life, that frog would have genocided the shit out of these motherfuckers. I, I was, well, they have I was... specially trained frog halud riders. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's <laughs> the reason why they have the guy with the baseball bat. Mm -hmm. That makes dude, sense. Dude, they're just keeping okay. that frog completely cooked on MDMA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, that's yeah, they have like yeah. thousands and thousands of children, and they just continually yeah. feed the, uh, the, the bug children. To, to that... Going to um, going to to Matt's point about there being millions of children, there are actually thirty seven individual Glowfriend characters. Yes, with names oh. in this series, as well as six Glowies, 
G-L-O-W-E-E-S that are fairies. <laughs> That's the name of our uh, fleshlight doll. Glowies. I like the last podcast I was on. It was, that's named my porn tape. That's named my band. That's named my <laughs> band that I produce porn with. This now, is my only joke. <laughs> this is Why are you giving my away my, my trade secrets? So there, there's 37 glow friends, <laughs> 6 glowies. They're eight, really good. Eight, there are 11 bad guys that consist of 8 mulligans. Fucking racist. Blanche, the Wicked Witch of the North Pole, and Lord Driver, the leader of the Red Ant Army. Yeah. Hold on. The one that really jumps out as does not belong is Blanche. By the way, great the throwback name. The, the Wicked yeah. Witch of the North Pole. Like, yeah, it's just bring Santa's well, fucking nemesis into this I one. I think it was the, a special. The reason why she came in, yeah, was because there was a 1985 oh. television special that was the Glow Friends Save Christmas where they have to save Santa Claus from Blanche. Dude, get, this is like, yeah. They get the help of, uh, I think if I was reading it correctly, they get the help of a moose that was uh, rejected by Santa Claus as not being good enough to fly with the reindeers. So it's basically a moose, a giant moose, with a ton of little insects all over it, running into combat against a snow witch. I kind of feel like so. I remember this. I, I love I how I the 80s, it, so. the, again, I'm not trying to make political fucking statements here, but I love how the 80s completely embraced Christmas in everything. Oh, yeah. Mm. Fucking He-Man, Glow Friends, whatever. Just yeah, like We all know what Christmas it's, is. It's a spirit of giving for all people. But especially I mean, it's a spirit of Christian fucking, like, people. Well, we yeah, all dude. know that what Christmas is, the time to remember the dead from the previous year in a ceremony in which you can have the largest feast associated with the harvest you got in the autumn. And then Jesus. <laughs> yeah, sure, something like that. It's all it's good. It's all white people. It was, it was Yule. Yeah, it's all white people. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Anyways, except, I just... except for Jesus, because we know Jesus was black, so. You know, you know what's funny about all this is like of all the things that we that we review, I do remember a lot of these. I don't remember this one specifically, and I don't remember He Man, but I remember a lot of the Christmas specials in the '80s, and that was a yeah, big yeah. part of my childhood. Like I look back on a lot of that shit fondly. Granted, as an adult, I can kind of critically think about some of it and go, "Yeah, maybe that was kind of in bad taste." But the inner child in me goes, "Fuck it, full send, hell yeah, let's watch it again." Anyway, the intro to this. Pops open with the glow friends telling us about their entire magical life and where they live and everything. And I think the line is, uh, you'll always find us cheery or you'll always find us happy, except for the mulligans, except for when the mulligans come by. And even then, they seem to be like very happy hiding from the mulligans. Like they seem to be always in a state of, I would say, ecstasy. Almost like they're doing some sort of club drug. Ooh, special K. Ooh. Like? Or ecstasy. Moon juice. <laughs> like moon dew. Moon drops. But anyway, we already mentioned we in the intro we see the, the mulligans come into the like magic glade where the glow friends are living. And they... 
appear to be hunting the glow friends and it seems like they're hunting them for food that's the only real takeaway i got from that intro it, it's it's interesting are they completely unable to mine without glow friends or does it just make it better because it, it doesn't make sense that they're all looking for glow friends instead of some of them working in the mine to get what they can well a few of them to try to gather so, these raw materials from what i gather they are good at mining or they can mine during the daytime or they can mine but they do have to use lights and a light source for that and throughout this episode uh spoilers we're going to get to a cave at some point in time and go underground mm-hmm. throughout this episode when they're underground the mulligans actually seem to be a bit scared like they're scared of the dark and I think yes. that they actually play that up much more throughout the series that the Mulligans were actually scared of the dark and they had to have the glow friends nearby to basically give them some type of emotional support. So in a way, we are the Mulligans. In a, in way. a way, we are the Mulligans. And in a way, all the glow friends truly are our friends that glow. Exactly. Wow. So was I super fucking dense in not realizing that the mulligans were like moles? No. Yes. Because one of my notes is, what the fuck are they? Like, I thought they were anteaters. You have to catch that one lyric where they actually say the name mulligan. Yeah. Yeah, and then they have they have antlers. Like they have. Well, yeah, one actually, of them has antlers. Yeah. The yeah, I actually thought they were. For any of our listeners. That has Chimera. played or watched any of the Witcher media. Uh, I thought they were Lessons. <laughs> mm. Wow, I mean, that's, that's a deep pull. That's not a deep pull. Okay. If you're as nerdy as I am, motherfucker. <laughs> we're all nerds but, here. But, but I think that there's, there's actually... It's weird, too, because the head of the Mulligans is named Starnose. Because... There's a, a breed of mole that has a star-shaped nose. Oh yeah, you're right. They all that sniffs around, do. but he doesn't look like it. Yeah, no. like he's right. named after a mole type that he does not have the physical characteristics of. So it is it mm. is a bit odd. It is a bit weird. So in this particular episode, we we open up on a soccer game. Yeah, I, I just also want to say like in, in the opening, all of the insects are collecting this water. And then they're pouring it into the pond after they've yes. collected it, just like Fremen. Yes, exactly. That, that's right. They, they go around they, and collect, they collect the moon drops. Dew, the moon drops are the dew water, but then they pour it into the same place they would fucking collect anyways. They pour it in the same spot as what? That would well. See, the moon dew is like one one hundredth part water, and if you cut it with a bowl. Then you get one to ten thousandths part water, and that's when the, it really starts to unlock its uh, true powers and potential. Oh, so yeah. if you distill it, like um, like in Breaking Bad, so you take the, the 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 moon, like the raw moon drops, and you then go out and start killing people, and uh, uh-huh. it it, dis- it makes it more powerful, and then at some point you put a dead body in a bathtub with acid and he drops through the ceiling. That that's what yes. that's what I remember from Breaking Bad. Gotcha. I'm just wondering uh, what sort of terraforming they're planning when they've gathered enough 
of of these moon drops. Well, they're obviously oh, the yeah. hap they're obviously the haploid phase of the uh, sandworm. Haploid, right? Haploid. So the, the yes. <laughs> Adam, they're collecting did all you the actually water. go to? You actually paid attention in college. Well, I did go to college like six times, so <laughs> one of those times I paid attention. <laughs> you know, would, they have classes every week. <laughs> Which one was that? Was that the, actually every day? Was that was that Radford enough. or was that multiple times a week? Let's see. True. I did. I did Radford. I did. Uh, fuck. What was the, the name of the, the other ones? <laughs> Rad, new Radford New River plus New five. River Community. Radford. I think it's New. New River Community College, uh, Nova, the community college in Suffolk, which was like Hampton Roads Community College, GMU, with American University. Mm. So that was, that was six. Yeah. So what does your dear wife think about all your collegiate exploits? She finds them endearing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I as, long, as long as I'm not doing them now, uh, she finds them I endearing. Know, I find you endearing, so. too. You're, you're, you're a national treasure. So we open on a soccer game, and in this soccer game, uh, Glow Cricket is getting his ass handed to him. Yeah, he's, he's that, the goalie for the losing is that team. How it works? Uh huh. Yeah. And he makes after he loses the the soccer game, he makes several boasts about the exploits and random things that he has done. And that's when all of his other teammates are, come on, Martin Prince, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, We've already heard all of these different uh, stories. Shut up. He's very weird, the design of Glow Cricket. Yes. Like, one of his hands is always up, and he, like, first of all, he has six limbs, yeah. two of which are arms, apparently. And the arms very rarely move. Like, yeah. it, all, none of the arms really move that much. It seemed to me like they're just vestigial arms, basically. Vestigial. Yes, and one of them is always kind of up, and the other side is always sort of pointed down. The yeah. way, you know, I guess the way the toy was shaped. Oh, we don't talk about that. But it, it is very much the exact same voice as Martin Prince uh, from The Simpsons. And I'm pretty sure it's because he is probably voiced by Rusey Taylor. No, uh, and, Nancy Cartwright. Well, Nancy Cartwright and Rusey Taylor both worked on the show. Oh, did they? So, yes. And Nancy Cartwright and Rusey Taylor both did the voice of Martin Prince at various times. So, Are those very famous cartoon voice actors? They're pretty famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah Simpsons voices. I, I mean, they're very well known. Oh, yeah, known. I guess I did know that. Yeah. But uh, basically, the rest of the team mocks him for having a bunch of like tall tales. And that's when he says, I'm going to go find Moon Glow Moondrop Lake that disappeared generations ago and I'm not going to come back until I found it and you guys are going to eat your words and know that I'm a legend. Do you think this is when we're first learning of Glow Moondrop Lake? It didn't exist Probably. before this. He like incepted <laughs> he like incepted it into being for the other I, I, think, I think this is like the classic kid dare uh, game where it's like I don't think the haunted hill on the lake with the woman looking outside the window exists, but I'm going to go do it. And they make it happen. Because and it turns out that, they, that, that the hill Glow next to the lake was... was actually a radioactive test site, and when you go in there, yeah. you start suffering from radiation poisoning, and that's the real haunting. No, I, I think it's that the, 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 um, the 
horrible suffering of being an outcast makes you a murderer and that you go up into the hills and sure. then you uh, kill all of your friends wow. that uh, existed in high school because they were such bastards. Okay. That's a little, that's a little aggressive. Uh, I'm, and a I'm little on the nose, Mike. Why are you moving to that house in the hills? Yeah. I think that I took a kind of different lesson from this overall. In my mind, uh, Glow Cricket is the hero of this cartoon. And he is he's using the power of the secret, just the power of positivity and <laughs> believing in yourself to to will things into being. So <laughs> how's that working so, out for him in the nineties? So you're Great. saying you're saying the glow cricket is secreting? Yeah, he's secreting he positivity is. out of his glow Excellent. hole. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, th I think you are right. I think this is the first time that we, we have Glow Moondrop Lake because why should they care about Glow Moondrop Lake when they have Glow Moondew Pond? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like uh, it seems like it's just going to be the same thing, just well, in a I different location. Maybe he's an expansionist, so, you know? He's like, maybe. our manifest destiny as Glow Friends is to conquer all of the magical dew lakes and bodies of water no we need to we to need to sea. dam these uh magical dew streams so we have a magical dew lake that can then power our magical dew vibrators mm. that are shaped like glowworm what's going on here is we are actually witnessing the Essentially, distillation of cartel violence down to explain it to children. The glow folks are uh, essentially the Sinaloa cartel, and they're explaining it to their children <laughs> that we have the best source of MDMA and not cocaine these mulligans. Not these known... Eastern European mulligans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, that, and that's that is why this is. Lightly, and I wouldn't say racist, but like you know, lightly non-racially inclusive, lightly to racist the, to the Romanis. No big deal. I nice. think that's where we're going. Nice. Okay. I, I like it. I think we can stick with that. Yeah. All right. So this is essentially how you present Sicaro to kids. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years. Wow. Well, I just I I really do like the idea that Glow Friends really is just children's Sicario. Ten, ten years from now, fucking, you're gonna see Glow Cricket like completely like tacticaled out with a uh -huh. fucking short stock M4 rolling down the windows in his suburban as he's about to go loud on somebody's ass. Well, he's yeah, he's about to take some down some of those illegal hairy back mulligans. Yeah, like he he got his his spirit of adventure when he was the hero a little bit later in this episode, which then caused him to join the special forces, um, get married two or three times, develop a bit of a drinking problem, kick that, and then join mercenaries to, uh, yeah. Oath keepers. The cartel violence. Oath keepers. No, no. Oath keepers don't do drugs. <laughs> they're not cartel violence. They're, just, they're, like, they're the gravy seals. Uh, okay. Yeah. They don't do drugs. I'm pretty sure there's a fair amount of meth in there. No, no, no. Meth makes you skinny. <laughs> <laughs> Good 
Oh it's Oxycontin. Nice, nice. 100%. Glow Cricket goes uh, traipsing through the uh, woods looking for uh, Ooh, Glow Moon Trump word. Lake. What word? While uh, traipsing. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, essentially he gets five feet out of the village, finds a cave, starts yelling into the cave, hears an echo back where he gets scared, and then he's able to talk himself into... The idea that Glow Moondrop Lake is probably inside the cave. So he then yeah. rushes back to the rest of the Glow friends to let them know that he might have found Moon Glow Drop Lake. And due to several of the Glow friends' folksy speech patterns, it winds up running through the spreading through the village that he actually legitimately found Glow Moondrop Lake. And that's when we get introduced to the fucking frog that Derek <laughs> pointed out earlier. In the moment I saw that goddamn frog, I was like, he is going to eat some glowworm ass. He's so, going to start devouring speaking these Speaking of eating ass, yes. <laughs> why, was, why was Grandma Glowworm like totally BDSM'd up? Like she turned around and was like, I think it could be this. And like she was bound like she, you go back she's, and watch it. she's winding well, yarn, yarn to make yes. a ball. No, she's supposed to be winding she, yarn, but no, it would be uh, spider silk. She's got fucking <laughs> yarn cuffs on her hand. This goes back to whatever three weeks ago we were talking about Japanese fucking whatever bondage. Like <laughs> <laughs> she is tied so, up. So, so you think that uh, the glow spider that's next to Grandma Glowworm is like getting her ready for the afternoon's yeah. events, and that's why the they are there. into some. Fucking shit is all I'm saying. Oh we have to get you ready for rope play. All right, I need to go watch some. Uh, yeah, we, this is this is going to be the uh, the neighborhood frog show today. Stamp on this. By the way, did it bother anybody else that glow spider or whatever the fuck the dude is who walks on eight legs? All of his legs moved simultaneously. Yeah. Yes. Also, uh, he has much, nine limbs. Yeah. Oh, pretty you're right. Yeah. Of, pretty much all of these characters bug the shit out of me. So. And, you know, don't judge him. He's had a hard life. He might have had a leg knocked off at one point in time as he was running away from the mulligans. 111. So, yeah, you have you have Spider Lady, who's got a ball of yarn, and then you got Grandma Polka Dot over here, who's totally bound up. Um, so I think this postulates the idea that we're, like, finding the, you know, the young kids gang of the Glow Friends community, but the parents and older adults in the in the community are... Uh, know what's up? Sectars. Yeah. Oh, it's a generational warfare thing. <laughs> no, no, they're, they're, uh, they're all into swinging and, and kink, mm, and, yeah. and they just quietly yeah. go in their burrows and... Yeah, yeah. S- sectars, yeah. The glow worms are just the larval form of the sectars. Yeah. yeah. Glow flashlights. <laughs> I I didn't sign up for this shit. Okay. So at any rate, we do we wind up doing a hard cut from the glow friends to the mulligans because Rook has spotted Rook the Crow has spotted the uh glow friends like suiting up to go out on an adventure, and he goes back and tells the mulligans what's going on. And Star Snout gets very excited. And apparently the Mulligans have a myth about the Glow Moondrop Lake in that it is in a basin of gold. So the Mulligans mm. want to follow the Glow Worms to get the gold while the Glow Worms get the Moondrop. And also, I guess, they abduct 
the glowworms as well? It seems a bit unclear on that part. It does kind of make sense that gold and, and moon jutes or whatever it is, like, Mountain has some Dew. sort of yeah. symbiotic relationship. Yeah, Mountain Dew. Yeah. Code Red. Code Red, yeah. They have That has some sort of, like, co-formation. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, maybe, like, the moon juice. The moon juice is, like, the chemical byproduct of, like, gold forming or something. Yeah, there you go. Sounds sciencey. But gold is an element, so it wouldn't actually be the case. So. Look at you sounding smart. Because it's a base element. Uh, but anyway, Rook the Crow element. is the cowardly character. He's like the trickster. But he, he's hesitant to go on this little adventure. And Starnose, who we've already mentioned, does not look like a Starnosed uh, mole. Starnose Mulligan, or the Mulligan named Starnose, grabs... Rook and basically forces him to come with them. We cut back to the glow friends in the cave, taking a raft that happened to be conveniently at the edge of a uh, underground river. Right. And they and they just jump on it and take off. Like, where were the boards that they just made that from? Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Well, this leads into something a little bit later on because. One of the the oldest of the mulligans says that the cave looks familiar and that he thinks he used to mine it. So that was old probably his mulligan. raft. Sorry, oh, yes, there you go, old moldy mulligan. So he, it was probably his raft that they had taken out there. And this is the point where it, where I started to believe that the mulligans were actually scared of the dark because they sent Rook ahead to go sort of scout things out and Rook says, comes back and he says it's all clear ahead, follow me and they all follow after him and they get attacked by bats and they freak the fuck out. Yeah, they don't like the cave environment. They don't they don't like being underground, they don't like the cave it's really it's really tragic the things that they're forced to do in order to try to get the gold and at this point in time I was like they really should just get the glow friends they should just like hire them by paying them in moon drops or, you know, just create like a symbiotic relationship where oh, sweet, every sweet mulligan gets a glow friend. But that's why they were always trying to adopt them. But by symbiotic relationship, do you mean slavery? No, I mean more like Yeah, uh, I don't think symbiotic and slavery is but the here's same the thing. thing. Like, Ooh, hey, Matt, okay, I'm coming friends. to New York to buy you. Hey, white people. You might want to, but they can't pay. They can pay the uh, uh, glow friends in some other fashion. I'm just thinking, like moon drops, or like maybe the glow friends are really looking for like friends. Like maybe they, the mulligans are big compared to the uh, glow friends. Maybe they just need like some muscle around or something. Who knows? Or sure. maybe the mulligans could just be the muscle for the glow friend cartel. I'm just saying. There's a number of different I, relationships. I, I can don't seek out think. Here. I so. think it was a little bit more nefarious than that as did i until this next scene this is the scene that like yeah but the next scene was born out of necessity but not 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 in the beginning the next scene the glow friends run aground on their raft they get out glow crickets uh starts to confess his lie because he feels like it's gone on long enough this i think is this is gross this is Glow Cricket's nadir. Like, this is yeah. the lowest point for him, where he almost admits the, his lie. And yes. you know you never admit the lie. 
You yes. just go deeper. But they totally accept it without any question. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. whatever. You're always yes. full of shit. Not a big deal. Mm. But then they followed him on this particular lie. So it's just the, the, right. the, right, lure, yeah. the lure of a giant cache of ecstasy was just too much for them to pass up. They're, they're like, they're oh, so bored. Who, who the fuck yes, wouldn't? Exactly. <laughs> I think you're right, Matt. I think they're just. <laughs> hey, you mean me, Mike? Bored. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do Christ. that from, from now on. Whenever somebody says something nice to someone else, I'm just like, no, 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 you mean no, me. No, no, you mean me. You mean my name. Yeah. <laughs> me, me, me. I'm Matt. Me. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> But, you don't need uh, to give that money to him. You need to give it to me, Matt. Please <laughs> continue. <laughs> oh boy. So as the characters are are talking, um, there are like roots or vines that come out of the ceiling that then grab all of the glowworms, and they all start freaking the fuck out. And this is when. The mulligans show up and they see the glowworms struggling in the distance with the vines. And the mulligans run into combat. And this is why I was confused because it seemed like the mulligans were running in to save the glow friends. Mm-hmm. F- not, not to like attack them, not to try to like kill them. It seemed like they were running in to help them and cut them free from the vines. And it was very bizarre to me. This is the reason why, like, at this point, this is when I was like, why aren't they working together? Why aren't they friends? Yeah. In the chaos of that struggle of trying to save the, the glow friends from the vines, Starnose, Rook, and Glow Cricket wind up falling into a pit that just sort of happens to open up underneath them. And they fall to a lower level of the mine, basically. Mm-hmm. They're down in they're down down in level two, and the monsters get tougher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they're the playing monsters a are... I, I do believe yeah, it's they... like level three. I think they bypass level two. It's pretty far. Ooh, that's yeah. pretty down there. But on le- on level three, that's when you can get your the plus one weapons and the shield. True. That's where you get the shield. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when they fall down the pit. We basically now are just following. That trio of Starnose, Rook, and Glow Cricket. And Rook states that his feathers are bent so he can't fly back up out of the hole. Starnose seems to be scared of the fact that they're in the dark. And he tries to convince Glow Cricket to put on his glow. But Glow Cricket's just not really feeling it. Well, that's when he finds a small puddle of MDMA on the floor. And he falls onto his hands and knees and starts licking the tile. Mm -hmm. Hoping... Hoping beyond hope that it can get him to that point where he needs to be in order to yeah, he can get just, his glow on. He, he can glow yeah, on. Yeah, he can finally uh, get through this rager. That's right. He finds his glow, turns himself up to full blast so he can light the way, starts singing and dancing around the bad guys while issuing them commands. And even when the entire cave collapses in on them and should scare the shit out of them, he's still singing and dancing. And have a good time. Love and life. Yeah, this is like a music montage, kind of. And am I wrong, or is is he singing like a parody of Onward Christian Soldiers? Mm. I have uh, no idea. I don't think I've ever heard Onward that's, Christian that's Soldiers. That's a great 
What is Onward Christian Soldiers? I think you are right, Matt. I think that this is like a, a double-time Onward Christian Soldiers, it seems like. And, um, Maybe I don't I'm know. At, and and also, um, Matt, thank you for now like completely fucking up my YouTube algorithm for the Christian shit that's <laughs> going to be thrown on me for like the next three weeks. That's great. Yeah. At any rate, this whole sequence they go through a series of adventures. We don't really get to know them as characters. We just see that they are overcoming. No, not at like, all. They just march. Yeah, they're kind of overcoming well, all these different crazy uh, obstacles. Yeah. Well, we, we do we do find out in here, though, that uh, Glow Cricket is a natural-born leader whenever he's high as fuck. So he's good at actually just like, just like uh, instructing, just like me, yeah. He's great at instructing uh, the <laughs> mulligan and uh, Rook and like getting them to do his bidding in order to try to move the ball forward and get themselves out of the cave. Eventually, they, they get to a point where they hear all of their friends screaming above them. And they say, oh, they must be directly above us. Let's dig up. And they start digging upwards against, again, against uh, Rook's better judgment, against his uh, protests. And that's when they strike water. And we pan up and we see that during the time frame that it took them to traverse the third level, all of the mulligans and glow friends had been sucked underwater by the root system that had entangled them. And they were all about yeah. to be drowned. But with the digging upwards, Starnose managed to make a hole that created a maelstrom, maelstrom, or maelstorm, in the um, underground river. Maelstrom. The maelstrom in the underground river that actually wound up dislodging all of the other characters from the roots, apropos of nothing, really. And they all get sucked underwater into the lower part of the cave, at which point in time, Glow Cricket catches all the Glow Friends, Star Nose catches all the Mulligans. We get a quick exchange with the only visibly female Mulligan character in Star Nose, mm -hmm. just to reveal some sort of horrible stereotype about the uh, about women for this one character. Uh, the Glow Friends mm -hmm. sneak off before the Mulligans realize that they're there, and before the Mulligans can regroup and capture them, and then we come back to the village where Glow Cricket is basically recounting his exploits with the rest of the group, while the rest of the group tell him, in lighter terms, that he's full of shit, grab him and throw him into the lake of MDMA. And we all, and we close on our favorite scene, idiots laughing at nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. Did anybody else think it was a bit dickish that the Glow friends were just like, we out? Like they saved the Mulligans, the Mulligan leader and the Crow were like kind of cool with Glow Cricket, and then they're like, "Well, you guys get swept down the river again. Fuck you guys. I'm out." Yeah, you think like this was an opportunity for a bridge building? Exactly. The Glow friends could have lit, lit the way to get them out of there, or at the very least, even like employed the Mulligans' assistance in trying to find, to actually find the Moondrop Lake, because it very well could be there. Because they did find like a little patch of Moondrop 
that uh, glow cricket quick, quickly. I mean, he found up. one dose. He found a microdose. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think it was a microdose because it was enough to no, get him singing and dancing. He was high off his ass. So yeah, I've seen high worms before, and that was a high ass worm. That that was at least a double stack. So double stack. Was it a double stuff Oreo? I think this is when we get we. I mean, this is a triumphant ending for for cricket because he again oh, yeah. doesn't. He saved face. Doesn't. Yeah, doesn't admit that he's done anything wrong. Nez doesn't admit that he's lied. Just always, you never ever admit you've done any wrong. He even he even backed up his claim that he did in fact find Glow Moondrop Lake. It just happened to be the size of a single dose of MDMA, and he consumed it. I mean, Glow Cricket is absolutely a grifter in this show. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he. Uh, re- he I mean, he. He really is. Like, he's can the you imagine? Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine him with a, a green trench coat, coat with rolled up sleeves and two guns, and hair sticking out of the top of a mask? Yeah, yeah. crazy yellow hair. <laughs> yeah. I knew you were going to go with that reference. Uh, no, he's just. Uh, I mean, I get it. He's the comedic relief. He's the. Did this? And well, then, the I don't know. I have not done any research on this. Did the Smurfs have a character like that? Who is always trying to like be great and then lead them down a brainy path of misadventure? Uh, and brainy was kind of like that. Yeah, they did kind of feel like a low grade Smurfs. Yeah. Oh yeah, the setting, the ca- the way the characters dressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're all dressed like like half of them are dressed like medieval peasants. The other half are dressed like industrial era newsies. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> In the age-old fight. Yeah, Newsies, Newsies versus peons. Gypsies. I would actually argue that uh, Cricket was most definitely the hero because he really did go on uh, the hero's journey. It just happened to only take five minutes. Mm-hmm. There was a call I mean, to adventure <laughs> yes. where people called him on a shit. He said, okay, I'm going to take a, off and go f- go try to find the, uh, the moon yeah. drop lake. There's uh, the refusal. Yeah, where he refuses scared to go, into, to the go into the cave. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and then he eventually has to uh, go in and enlist some helpers, rest of the moon glow friends, and he got the frog. And that's when they wind up going through the challenges and temptations of the actual cave itself. Mm-hmm. He he falls into a literal abyss, in which he has a revelation and transforms <laughs> himself into mm-hmm. the leader that he always knew that with he a little be. help, with a little help of MDMA, exactly. <laughs> He goes through atonement by saving all of his friends and saving all the mulligans. And then they eventually return back to Moondrop Village where he gets the gift of the goddess, otherwise the giant stash of MDMA that he's literally thrown into to consume yeah. all by himself. Yeah, that does yeah. have like uh, uh, pour, pouring the uh, cooler over your coach kind of vibes here. Exactly, exactly. All right, can we uh, get into our opinions of this show? <laughs> I'm just trying to say this is as good as a new hope. That's all I'm saying. This is the part of the episode where people stop being friends and start being real. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. come here to make friends. I came real here to watch cartoons and, sh- and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of gum. Mm, the stakes have never been lower. Let's try a different tactic here. Yeah. So... 
Un under what circumstances would you force your children to watch this? Uh, I can actually answer that very truthfully. Um, when Dad is part of a drunk idiot podcast on Fridays, because yes. he does it with me today I, to prep nice. the episode. I, I don't nice. agree with Derek. Very but, good, but I will. That's totally the way it should be, Derek. With this one, this and in the grand scheme of things, like she's totally into cartoons right now because it's color and motion. So, color and motion. My four-month-old thought this was the shit. She just I'll bet she did. And, like. Oh yeah, dude! Like oh, yeah. she's at the stage where like she can control her head, but not her eyes. The kind of laser focus control, yeah. and uh, and so we're sitting here in the chair and, and we're watching, and she's doing the whole like, you know, the the baby hunch where like they kind of go forward, but then their head is pulled up, and, and then she's doing like, the head bob the, as she's following her. It was it was awesome. We had a moves blast. all over the place. Like, yeah. so I watched it earlier this week, got my notes, and then today I was like. Let's watch it again and uh well there we there you have it. It's a fucking piece of trash cartoon, but I got a four month old and it was colorful. It was honestly I found it to be better made and more interesting than My the, the My Little Pony. Yeah, like, so both. um so the animation was nicer, interesting things happened. Like they had a lot of different unique characters different doing different unique things in the background. I feel like they tripped over that bar. Yeah, yeah, I think they did. <laughs> I mean, it was such a low bar that they, yeah, that they were just walking along, tripped, and managed to clear it. Ah, uh, David. I uh, true. true, true. I will. I will say to give credit where credit is due. I did objectively appreciate the song that Cricket Worm, Cricket Glow, Cricket, whatever the fuck his name was, sang. It, it was. It was about teamwork and working together. You yeah. know, like at the at the end of the day, yeah, the, it's whatever. But it was it was a nice tune. If you had a small child watching it, they'd kind of be like, "Oh, Glow Cricket saved the day through teamwork." It's kind of the right length for a baby as well. Maybe well, a little long. Uh, she started eating her blanket about halfway through. <laughs> there you go. Well, so did I. Matt, did you say whether you would have your child watch it or not, or were you? Because I know you know if it would you shut her up better. for five minutes, yeah, okay, gotcha. I'd do it. <laughs> Here's your bottle of Nyquil and your glow friends. Yeah. Don't bother, Daddy. Mm -hmm. No, I would never let her watch this. The the there's <laughs> no there's no female characters. There's, I mean, no, so like the only female there's, there's, they go there's out of their way character. to make the one female character look terrible. Horrible. Yeah. yeah, and she's she's bound. No, the the um, no, 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 and a grandma, the, the mole, the mulligan. Yeah, the mulligan woman. Oh, she's so, a Jewish stereotype. So uh, yeah, she's like a Long Island housewife. Let's try to move on to. Should we keep this? I like it. Well, I don't. Well, who cares what you don't like? I care. Amazing, terrible, or amazingly terrible. I'm going to go with terrible, uh, mostly because I think there's no potential here. Like, uh, mm. it's we're going to see the same thing yeah. over and over again as we explore right. the personal foibles of each of these different inane characters. Okay. I agree. Yeah, I'll back, uh, I'll back up Matt on that one. I don't... Damn. Even, even though, like yeah, I was, I was saying, I think that the song had a redeeming quality. 
And if I had a child in the 80s who were watching this, I'd be like, oh, yeah, teamwork, friendship, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's going to be the same thing every week. Like, insert character, you know, insert toy A or toy B or toy C. Oh, yeah. This just happened to be glow, oh, yeah. cr- you know, glow crickets <laughs> episode. See, I'm going, <laughs> mm. I'm going amazingly terrible because of the insertion of toys. Because I want to see at some point in time one of those mole people in your get bowl. a glow worm, get a glow worm stuck in its nose, one of the glow, mm. one of the uh, mulligans, and like, I don't know why I want to see that image. I want to see what happens there. You think that they I need want, a flared base? Yes. I just want to see if it awakens yeah, something Yeah, to prevent it from all. being sucked up. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But it's okay. I rarely get what I want. It's fine. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're cutting it from the list. David, David what did you Cutting it, yes. Glow Friends. Has, it. Has been cut from the list and stuffed into our refuse pile. Did you get two picks last time? No, I, I thought that last time... I thought last time I did one and Matt did one for some reason. Okay, so that I, means it's Mike's turn. Yay! Would you like I'll to add t- something or remove something from the list? Um, Gundam Seed. You look good. All right. A- Adam, what, what's Thanks. your next pick? Wow, we've Can been I... really slamming Adam recently. Can... Can I increase the likelihood that we'll see where on earth is Carmen San Diego again? Oh my god, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Please. No. I want to remove Legend <laughs> of Prince Valiant. Whoa. No! <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't think I can anyway. No, you've already, come on, you've already stuffed multiple points into like, it. So. <laughs> you know what? Because I had such a good time editing A Land of the Lost, I'm going to add Soul of the Moment. Oh, Ooh, wow. What is that? Okay. It is like an adult swim version of Land of the Lost. Oh, Here's the, I do have another question, though. I've, I've made my redemption, but... Um, can can we actually beef up the stack overflow in order to make it more likely to hit if we want to do more movies? We haven't even oh, done one yet. I don't know. No, we ha- we haven't. I am, we haven't I... done one yet. But like our next uh, records, our next recording session is going to be labyrinth. So you know, just because we got lucky once doesn't mean it's ever going to happen again. Let's um. I, don't I just disagree. want to do killer clowns from outer space. That's all. Let, let's move on to uh, to everyone's favorite part. We want cartoons 26 hours a day. Reverse retcon. Da, 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 da. All right. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. So. Tell me what is index 211. Ooh, that's a high number. Ooh, uh... 
<laughs> he man, God damn it. Oh. <laughs> uh, he man. Oh my god. How... <laughs> that is, is precision. It is exactly <laughs> landing on He Man. So we are going to watch our third episode of fucking He Man. Oh Jesus. And hopefully we vote this bitch off after this one. But we have 130 episodes to get through. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of runway. Oh, my God. And that's not counting the Christmas special. Oh, my God. All right. I love it. I'm, I'm in. What episode are we watching? That's amazing. I don't understand how we've done this. All right. So who's, who's going to be doing this episode? I love who's going to be doing this, uh, this man Check. of feed? David Bowie's God. That is Matt. Yay! So do we want to watch the episode that uh, Adam accidentally watched? No. (laughs) Uh, I think you guys might wanna. uh... Well, we'll we'll let Matt decide what he wants to do for that. Uh, I'm perfectly happy to watch the episode that Adam watched. I think that's episode 109, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. It's called Orko's New Friend. Neat. Do we have Teen Titans episode number Teen 42 Titans. anymore? Yes. Ooh. Yeah, I don't think we picked a good episode, but uh, I mean, I think we picked like a like serious, serious episode. Not a fun episode. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, I'm, I'm down with that. So that'll be on a future episode. But nice. next time... Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Yeah. Labyrinth. That's right. Sorry, dude. I was slacking off there. Do you want to sign off, Mike? For amazingly terrible. For amazingly terrible, I'm washing my hands of this. For for amazingly terrible, he's Mike. For amazingly terrible, I'm Adam. For amazingly terrible, I'm David. And for amazingly terrible, I'm Derek. This has been an amazingly terrible production. Remember, kiss your dad right on the lips. Wait, no, that's not us. What do we say? <laughs> to the victor go the spoiler alerts? No, that's not right. Amazingly Terrible is produced by David and Adam. Music by Josh Woodward. Send your email to monotonouslyterrific at amazinglyterrible.com. Uh, Mike, what do you think was your dark horse? Like, what did you think was going to be bad but turned out to be really good? Okay, Google. What does dark horse mean? <laughs> Black man? Adam literally just defined it for you. I was getting another drink. J- dry January is over, bitches. It, it was... <laughs> dry January is over. What?